Hi guys, welcome back to your favourite podcast. Reddit Reading is here to see you into the new year. I hope you all had a fantastic Christmas. And seeing as it's that New Year's resolution time, we're going to jump right on in to r slash confessions. Oh boy, oh boy, we got some good ones for you today. Sit tight, get a cup of tea on the go, and let's jump right in. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hosted by you slash the Beldum got me. I bailed on my friend in high school during a project and cost her 50% of our, but more importantly her, grade. When I was a freshman in HS, I was terribly, terribly lazy. I even flunked a class at one point. Since then, I've become a model student, probably in part due to the events I'm about to explain. I had a close friend, Kay, who shared a history class with me. We spent every day together because we shared multiple classes and went to the same middle school, though we weren't friends before freshman year. For the history class, we decided to pair up for a final project. Of course, I procrastinated forever while she did her part of the work. Day the project is due, I'm skipping classes. It was towards the end of the year, so attendance was spotted to track, so I can finish my half because I told Kay I hadn't done it in time to present. In the meantime, I asked another friend, S, to tell my teacher I was running late to school and I'd be there by X time. S misunderstood and told my teacher I was at school in another classroom, actively skipping her class slash presenting. So now I was royally fucked, and by proxy, so was Kay. I assumed our teacher would let us present another day, but lol. When I spoke to the teacher about what happened, she said Kay got an A on her half, and I got an F on mine, so our combined final grade for the project was a C. Kay saved my ass while I fucked her over. Kay, bless her heart, was so sweet about it and forgave me, but our relationship changed. Could be because we had different schedules the next year, or the fact I was obviously a very shitty friend. Here I am, almost a decade later, and I still feel guilty and embarrassed about it. Kay, if you see this, I'm sorry I was a shitty project partner and a shittier friend. You deserved an A, dude. And I hope nobody ever weighs you down the way I did. Well, as a procrastinator in recovery, I can definitely relate to that one, and hopefully they both learned a valuable lesson. Uh, Let's jump on to the next one. What have we got? Hosted 
by u slash Diet Coke Luva. I scammed my elementary school and lied to everyone. When I was in fifth grade, my elementary school had a reward program called Dolphin Dollars. Pretty much, you get paper dollars for every good deed you did and could spend them on candy, toys, etc. Well, my mum was the school's cheerleading coach and needed me to pick up something she printed from the school's teacher lounge. I found a copy of a page of dolphin dollars and I printed tons of copies of them. When people asked how I got so many, I just told them I saved up for a long time. Ah, excellent. Learning counterfeiting at school. Well, at least unlike the rest of us, you learnt at least one useful skill. I joke, I joke. All right, next one. Posted by IKEA is communist. I stole hundreds of Pokemon promo cards from a McDonald's I used to work at. I worked at a McDonald's last year in Oregon that had the 25th anniversary Pokemon cards. I have always been hella obsessed with collecting Pokemon cards. Every day after my shift, I would go down to the storage basement and take five to ten packs of the sealed cards during the promotion. Nearing the end of the promotion, we still had a customer satisfaction box that had every type of sealed card pack there was. A one, two, three, four. They each were a different color and either came with stickers or a card box with the cards. I took the box home. Because the promotion had neared its end and we still had one box of Type 1 left. I ended up with nearly 230 packs of those cards and over 900 cards. I also ended up taking the promotional poster after it was put down in the basement. Anyways, I'm the reason we sold out of cards often and had to order more boxes. I still have all of them and a few of the Pikachu boxes. Edit. Y'all need to chill in the comments, whether you agree with my sins or not. All this arguing is making me constipated. I apologize for the bad accent, but if you start a sentence with y'all, that's what you get. All right, next. Posted by you, Patrick A. Lewis. In the second grade, I bullied a very sweet, shy girl who didn't deserve it. I felt bad about this all my life. There was a girl named May in my second grade class. She was very poor, often wore dirty floor-length dresses, her hair was unkept, and she wore old shoes. She was also very shy, and looking back, I remember May as being nice and sweet to everyone. Still, for some reason, my second grade brain was grossed out by her. Whenever I saw her, I would immediately point at her with a disgusted look and say, in a disgusted, loud tone, "Ew, May! No matter who was around. I would tease her about her hair and clothes. She would never respond or look up at me. She kept her head down and absorbed my ridicule. This went on for at least half of the school year. Nobody else made fun of her like I did. She didn't live in my little town very long, and I don't remember seeing her after my second grade year. I'm now 53 years old, but I have thought about my behavior many, many times, and I look back on that sweet girl with empathy and heartbreak every time I think of how I treated her. I have since raised two, now grown daughters, 
and cannot think of anyone being mean to them without also remembering how mean I was to May. If I could, I would apologise to May. But sadly, my only chance at repentance is my deepest regret. If nothing else, at least you learnt from it and grew as a person. And may all of us take a little bit of inspiration from May. Posted by u slash steampunk60. I slowly shoplifted around $2,000 in merch from a store I worked at. I didn't start with the intent to steal. I started with a genuine interest in working for a cool outdoor gear shop for a few months while on a work visa overseas. I had planned to spend several months traveling and camping, and this job would be a great way to make a few bucks and maybe get discounts on some gear along the way. Almost immediately, I discovered that the owner was a complete douche. However, he wasn't the active kind of douche who would berate people or be a dick. He was the passive kind of corporate douche who would doctor his employees' time cards right before payday and chop off the early starts and late closes that he insisted on to keep his multiple shops running. At the holiday season, our store got a huge box of overstock products from one of our top brands labelled as thank you gifts for the staff because they had a great sales year and knew that we, on the sales floor, were the biggest reason. He opened the box, saw what it was, tossed the labels in the trash, put price tags on the items and sent us out to put them on the shelves. So one day I took a small piece of camping gear that I wanted off the shelf and just left with it after I closed. It was a small bottle of water purifier tablets, you know, worth about $5. A week later, I took another and another. After a while, I started taking big stuff like jackets and sleeping bags worth hundreds of dollars, then clearing them from the infantry. This went on for months, one thing at a time, until I had replaced most of my stuff, and then I quit. A year or so later, some of my friends I had made at that job told me the entire chain of that store had been shut down. High shrink, disgruntled staff, and poor performance overall. The parent company, for whom the douche owner was only a franchise, threw in the towel and bought him out then pulled back their entire brand name in that country. A lot of people lost their jobs. It's been 15 years. I still feel morally off-balance, even though I justified it at the time. Some of the items I took are still in my camping box, and every time I look at them, I still wonder how much my actions may have contributed to others' hardship. Edit. I admit that stealing is wrong, and not justified by others doing it first. The story was supposed to be about the confusion caused by once believing it justified to rob a thief, but later coming to regret it after time, and reflection gave me new insight into the impacts. It is not meant to be an argument in defense or retaliation in kind. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hosted by a user that just has a bunch of numbers instead of a username. We're rich, but nobody knows it. Sold our business this year, mid-50s. Net worth now over 10 million USD. Our kids have no idea, teenagers. Our siblings have no idea. Our parents are deceased. Nobody else knows, except our banker. We live a low-income life, still shopping at Walmart and Target. At some point, we may buy a big look-at-me home on a lake or river, like two to three million, because why not? But for now, we're happy just being retired, not flaunting our wealth and living a quiet life, driving an old Honda and Toyota. We're minimalists, by the way, and love decluttering our home of material goods. Good to just type this out for many internet strangers to see. Can't and won't tell anyone else. Cheers. You know, I read a study once that said the majority of self-made millionaires still drive junky old second-hand cars. And I, I drive a junky old second-hand car. I'm not a millionaire yet, though. Or have I misinterpreted what that study meant? Ah, anyway, next story. Posted by you slash sad, I guess. I was with my high school girlfriend for five years. I was head over heels for this girl and just wanted to make her happy. Two years ago, she told me that her parents didn't like me because they were, one, racist, I'm black, she's Asian, two, thought I wasn't ambitious enough and wouldn't make enough money. My girlfriend said that she wanted a certain lifestyle for herself and her future family, international travel, expensive clothes, children, etc. I said, all right, I can do that. I killed myself in the last two years of college, graduated a year early and had a job lined up before I left. I was making 65k a year. It was pretty good. But she still said that her parents had the same concerns and she wanted to go on a trip to Japan in a year. I said, all right, I can do that. So I killed myself in that job and helped to found a startup on the side to bring in more money and get more experience. I didn't go out very often, I didn't party, I hoarded money and dumped it into meme stocks to help pay off my student loans. I bought her gifts and set aside $1,000 for her to organize whatever kind of date or vacation she wanted. She never bothered to organize anything. I also used my connections to get her a job as a waitress so she could be more independent and we could move out together. I used my experience to get another job. Now I'm 22, debt-free, making 140k a year from home. I got us an apartment walking distance from the beach in LA. We can do all the partying we want. Hell, I could finance that trip to Japan in my sleep. But I graduated a year early and still had two years of college left. She sat me down and told me that she's been unhappy for the past year because I stopped going out and I've become boring. She now wants to spend the last two years of college going wild and partying. She looked me in the eye and said, Staying with you would probably be best for my long-term happiness, but I just want to let loose. Then she cut off most of our mutual friends and now spends all her time with her college dropout restaurant co-workers. All they do is drink shitty booze from Kmart and go to house parties. 
I was going to take her to the rooftop bar two blocks from our place as a birthday present. What the hell did I just put all this effort in for? What the hell do I do now? I don't spend money on myself. My personal expenses are so low I can coast on half my paycheck. I was a wreck for two months and I tried to get her back. Now she doesn't want to talk to me. All I do now is sit in our apartment, work from home and be bitter. Edit. I guess I should mention that I'm a child of East African immigrants. My parents are also engineers, so that was the career I always planned on going with. A lot of people DM'd me about it. Mate, I wouldn't worry about it. The right one will come along eventually. And in the meantime, all you've done is built a great work ethic and a fantastically bright future for yourself. Posted by YouSunrise983 I stole large amounts of cigarettes when I was a child. I started smoking early in life. I started experimenting with it when I was about eight years old, and by the age of ten, I was a full-time smoker. Being a child, getting your hands on a pack of cigarettes wasn't exactly an easy feat, at least in the country I grew up in. So to get my fix, I would steal smokes on every opportunity that presented itself to me. At first, it was only one or two cigarettes out of my mum's purse, when she wasn't around. But soon, I started to steal smokes from anyone I could. I regularly stole them from my friend's parents when I was over their house. I stole whole packs from tables and cafes after distracting the owner with the help of a friend. Soon, I was going shoplifting almost every day, stealing 10 to 20 packs of smokes at a time. There could never be enough, because I always had the irrational fear of running out of cigs. I always hid the goods under my bed in my room, and at one point I had around 300 packs under there. More than I could ever smoke. At least, that's what it looked like. I continued doing this for about one to two years, until I basically ran out of space and decided I would only steal again after my stash was gone. But by that point, my whole bed and wardrobe was full of cartons of cigarettes. I also hid them in garbage bags in the basement and in a garden shed. Thankfully, my mother never found out. Long story short, I continued smoking and the amount of cigs I stole lasted me until I was 24, which was two years ago. I smoked stolen cigarettes for over a decade and no one knew about it. After they were gone, I continued smoking for about six months, before realising what a waste of money it was and I finally quit. Seems like the only reason I didn't quit earlier was because I never had to pay for it. I never told this to anyone as looking back, the whole thing seems extremely stupid. And I'm kind of ashamed of it. Holy cow. How? That is a lot of cigarettes. Okay, next story. This is our last one for today, but I promise you, it is a good one. Posted by you slash my new Reddit account 37. I intentionally threw up all over my great aunt's dining table. I'm a 17 year old girl and I'm allergic to shellfish. My reactions are not life threatening, but I do throw up almost immediately. My great aunt, dad's aunt, is one of those geniuses who think. Food allergies are not real, and people who claim to have them are just trying to get attention. I usually avoid her because she's a moron. 
But this weekend, my little brother and I had to go to her place along with my parents. My dad dropped us off and then went to pick up my mum from work. Many of our cousins, aunts, uncles were there too. GA, great aunt, had an entire table full of food laid out. Among them were fried mussels. My brother, cousins and I snacked on some other goodies as we chatted. I avoided the mussels, of course. GA approached me and asked me to try the mussels. I said no. She asked again. I said, no, I'm allergic. GA got mad. She told me I was a spoiled little brat and that my parents needed to smack me to set me straight. My brother is 14, but even he understands how allergies work. He tried to intervene and tell the crazy bitch why I wouldn't eat them. She yelled at him too for being disrespectful. I decided to give her what she was asking for. I smiled sweetly and said, Okay, I'll try some. Before having a few mouthfuls of mussels, I stuffed my face with some other food. A few minutes after the mussels went down my gullet, I began feeling funny. But I didn't say anything. I waited for the puke party to begin. And soon it did. I began to vomit, but instead of running to the bathroom, I threw up right there on the dining table and on all the food GA had made. I also turned around and threw up on a nice expensive carpet. We know it's expensive because she keeps talking about how expensive her furniture is. GA screamed the whole time. My brother yelled at her, called her an idiot for making me eat the mussels. As the puke scream fest was going on, my parents arrived. My mum knew immediately what had happened and after giving me my medication, she and my dad tore GAA new arse off. My brother told them how GAA had pressured me and I confirmed it. I even did some fake crying for extra effect. My eyes were already red so it wasn't hard. We left immediately and now GAA has been banned from our home or from coming near my brother and I. And my mum made it perfectly clear that if she did, all hell would be raised. I actually got something out of this horrible allergy. Alright guys, thank you very much for listening. I'm afraid that is all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed the first podcast of the year, or the first one I did at least. Um, if you have your own stories, your own confessions, please, please let us know. Drop them in the comments down below. Go down there right now and confess. Confess your sins, dear listeners. And if you enjoy podcasts, I bet you enjoy audiobooks. And of course, if you listen to audiobooks, you want to know that the author and creator of the books getting their fair share and not the guys in the middle. So head on over to audiobookkraken.com or follow it on Facebook. Thanks, guys. I will see you very, very, very soon. Peace out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror. Bizarre happenings. 
unexplainable events on our podcast, Disturbed Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.